Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyi'ati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa may yudlilhu fala hadiya lahu wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa nashhadu anna Muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu amma ba'd qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi kitabihi al-karim بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في مكان ثاني يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما Sadaqallahul Azim. Inshallah, in uh, today's khutbah, I would like to talk about a subject or event that happened in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the month of Rajab, the month that we are in today. And that event is one of the greatest events that occurred in the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that event was nothing but al-Isra wal-Mi'raj. As the historians discuss this issue, many riwayat from many ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also talk about this incident or this event that occurred. This is the time when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was still in Makkah. And Rasulullah was going through a very difficult time. It was the time when Rasulullah recently lost two of the biggest supports he had on, in this dunya. One was his uncle Abu Talib, the one who raised him since he was a child and continued to be his support until... He passed away while Rasulullah was about 50 years old. And he was already propagating the da'wah of Islam to people. And unfortunately, the very same uncle did not accept Islam. And the other personality who was a source of comfort and support for Muhammad was his beloved wife, Khadija radiallahu anha, who also passed away few days apart from Abu Talib. And that year we remember as Amul Huzn. Amul Huzn because that was a year of grief, grief for Rasulullah And while he is going through all this, and the atrocities increased from the Meccans towards Rasulullah and the Sahaba. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforted Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with this 
great event of Al-Israq Al-Mi'raj. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Subhanallazi asra bi'abdihi laylam min al-masjid al-harami ila al-masjid al-aqsa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, glorify, glorify be he who took his abd, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa in the part of the night. الَّذِي بَارَكْنَا حَوْلَهُ لَنُرِيَاهُ مِنْ آيَاتِنَا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also talking about the barakah of not only the Masjid al-Aqsa but the surrounding of the Masjid al-Aqsa as well. That this is a blessed land. The first qibla of the Muslimin. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying to show Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his signs. إِنَّهُ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرُ And indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all hearing, all seeing. So this is, a, this is a time. Let's keep this in mind, the circumstances, this event occurred. So Rasulullah sallallahu was going through very difficult times. And this al-Israq al-Mi'raj happened. What is al-Israq al-Mi'raj? Rasulullah sallallahu was taken from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa in the part of the night. So let's not forget... When we are talking about traveling from, from Mecca to Bayt al-Maqdas today, which is a long distance, close to about more than 1,000 miles. So this is the distance we are talking about between these two places. And it was done in the, uh, part of the night. So during those days, to cover a distance of that length was not possible to be done in the part of the night like that. And not only that, it was more than that. From there, Rasulullah Sallallahu not only he went to battle Maqdas from there, then he was taken to the heavens and brought back to Masjid Al-Aqsa and then gave it, he came back to Mecca within the part of the night. Now, in this incident, I will give a few things that are mentioned in the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that what happened there. And there are many a hadith on this subject. It says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, and this hadith is reported by Imam Ahmad, that al-buraq was brought to me. Al-buraq was a, it's an animal, as the hadith says, bigger than the donkey, but smaller than the mule. And its one stride was big enough to cover the distance whatever your sight can see. So that fast, that, that fast the animal was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent for Rasulullah sallallahu And the hadith says that I rode on it, it took me to Bayt al-Maqdis. And where Rasulullah sallallahu tethered the, the buraq there, which is the post specifically for a sign for the prophets to do. And then Rasulullah sallallahu said that he prayed two raka'ah in the masjid and he came out. And then Jibreel brought a vessel of wine and milk. And Rasulullah Sassam drank, chose milk. And Jibreel said, you have chosen the fitrah. Obviously, I'm not going to go through the, all the, the, the events of the, of the Al-Isra Al-Mi'raj, because we will be here for hours here. So this very specific things, inshallah, I'll talk about and get to the point of what should we take out of this event. So it's not just a storytelling uh, purpose is not just story telling here. Then Jibreel 
took Rasulullah to the first heaven. And over there, he was asked that Man uh, Anta to Jibreel, and Jibreel answered Jibreel. And then he was asked, Man Ma'aka, who is with you? And Jibreel, and Jibreel answered, Muhammad sallallahu And he was so asked him, that as Muhammad has been sent to do his job as a prophet, has he started his job? And he said yes. And then, Adam والسلام, he opened and he, they entered to the first heaven. And Adam السلام, he made the dua. Good dua for Rasulullah And then the hadith goes on. It talks about Rasulullah after that. He went to the, was taken by Jibreel to the second heaven. And on the second heaven, the very similar questions were asked. But this time, the one who Rasulullah met with Jibreel was Isa and his maternal cousin Yahya both are the, the prophets, they were the maternal cousins to each other. And Rasulullah met them and they made the dua for Rasulullah again as well, like Adam. And on the third heaven, similar question answer happened and Rasulullah met Yusuf. On the fourth heaven, Rasulullah met Idris. And the fifth, he met Harun. And the sixth, he met Musa. And on the seventh heaven, when he reached there, he met Ibrahim salam. And uh, Ibrahim also, before he was allowed to enter to the seventh heaven, asked a similar questions as Adam and Isa, Yahya, Id- uh, 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 Idris, Harun, Musa, or Yusuf, all of them asked as well. And when they got in, he made the dua for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as well. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was taken to Sidratul Muntaha. After the seventh heaven, he was taken there. And uh, there Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, after meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was given a gift of the salah. Fifty salahs were prescribed for the ummah. This was one of the things that was given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now after he received this, Prescription or the, the, the obligation on the Ummah, Rasulullah was on his way back and he met Musa again. And he asked, Did you receive anything from Allah? And he said, I mentioned about the 50 salahs, and Rasulullah uh, uh, said, That will be too much for you people. They will not be able to do it. So he, go, he went back to Allah to request the reduction in number of salahs. And the five salahs were, 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 were subtracted from the 50. And came back to Musa. Musa said again the very same thing. And this is going on back and forth. Musa is keep suggesting your ummah cannot do it. Your ummah cannot do it. Rasulullah was going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was reducing by five. Until it became five. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the hadith mentions, says, Oh Muhammad, these are five prayers every day and night. And for every prayer there is the reward of ten. So they are like 50 prayers. Whoever wants to do something good, then, the, then does not do it, one good deed will be recorded for him. 
And if he does it, then ten good deeds will be recorded for him. And whoever wants to do something evil and does not do it, no evil deed will be recorded for him. And if he does it, one evil deed will be recorded. And this is a rahmah from Allah Azza wa Jal. That the way he has given this to us. And then Rasulullah said, I came down until I reached Musa again and told him about it. And he said, go back to your Rabb. And ask him to reduce it again. And Rasulullah said, I felt shy to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That I felt shyness to keep going back and forth. And hence we have, now today we know that five daily prayers have been prescribed to us. And that was that happened in Al-Isra al-Miraj. Meaning, this five times prayer that we talk about, that was not even obligatory for over ten years of the first da'wah of Rasulullah in the beginning. This hukum of the salah came down after ten years of da'wah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And not only that, many, most of the ahkam which are for individuals, for us, were given to us after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam migrated to Medina. The most of the, the Qur'an that was revealed, that was dealing with the aqidah or the iman issues. Very few ahkam were given. Or it was talking about all the societal ills that existed at that time. And Islam was the solution prescribed without even giving how the solutions will be. But the aqidah was enough. The iman was enough. And then, during this al-Isra al-Mi'raj, Rasulullah was also shown other things. The Jannah, how the people are getting, will, will, be, will be getting the na'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like the maqam for Bilal radiyallahu anhu was shown to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam there. Or how the people will be punished, the ones who do the backbiting in this dunya, how they will be punished on the day of judgment. Or the people who are dealing with riba, dealing with usury, another form of interest, how they will be punished on the day of judgment. So many other things were given to Rasulullah but on the way back, Rasulullah now, when he was back in Makkah, he had to break this news to the kuffar of the Makkah and the Muslimin all, that the incident of Al-Isra, of Al-Miraj has happened to Rasulullah And don't forget, this is the time Rasulullah has already lost two of the biggest supports of Rasulullah on the earth. Khadija radiallahu anha and Abu Talib. And when Rasulullah was going to the different tribes, looking for the support so this deen will be implemented on the face of the earth, he was getting very rough and tough times from them. We are very well aware of what happened to Rasulullah when he went to meet those three brothers in Ataif. How they dealt with Rasulullah This is the kind of situation Rasulullah was in. He was getting rejection from all places. The Meccans were not responding to the call of Rasulullah And now on top of all this, even though there was a comfort for Rasulullah when he was taken for Al-Isra al-Mi'raj, at the same time he became a big test for Rasulullah also now. Because he had to now go and let the people know about this incident. The people among them were the ones who were rejecting Rasulullah's call. Now they have another chance 
to a ridiculous Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And as a hadith mentions, Rasulullah was feeling very anxious about this when this incident happened to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when he was passing by, Abu Jahl, la'anatullah alayhi. So he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that what's going on? Anything new came to you? And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, yes. He said, inni usriya bil-layla. That I was taken to a journey last night. Abu Jahl said, to where? Rasulullah said, المقدس, to the Baytul Maqdis. And Abu Jahl said, to the Baytul Maqdis, he was surprised that Rasulullah was saying that. He said, yes. Now Abu Jahl, his, his, his uh, uh, malign mind, he's thinking of this way, that he's just Rasulullah is telling him this, let me ask him if he is willing to say the whole thing in front of the other people as well. Because if it's just between me and him, that's not sufficient. Because he found a, a chance to ridicule Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam now. And Rasulullah said yes. And he gathered the people. And he started asking the same questions. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said the very same answers again to him and them. Now look what they're doing. They start clapping. Holding their heads. Oh now look at this guy now, Muhammad Sallallahu He's talking about traveling to Masjid Al-Aqsa, from Masjid Al-Haram to Masjid Al-Aqsa, and to the heavens, and coming back, and coming back to the Mecca in uh, part of the night. It was impossible 1500 years ago, or 1400 plus years ago, when Rasulullah was among them, to think about this kind of a traveling within part of the night. Forget about one night, or day, or, day, or week. And they start making fun of Muhammad And this incident was so tough for people to accept. They were Muslims who actually, as the reports talk about, they renounced Islam. And their ending was with Abu Jahl in the Badr. This is how Ibn Kathir mentions this story. And now, when we talk about this incident, another thing that happened was, Abu, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an was also approached to tell him, look, your sahib, your companion is talking like this now. As, as if he has not said enough already. Now he is talking like this and Abu Bakr's response was, did Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say this? If he said it, I believe in this. And I believe in more than that. And this is why until today we remember Abu Bakr as a Siddiq. The truthful one, the one who testified. Now the question comes in, and that's the key thing I would like you guys to pay attention to. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an, he testified, Umar testified, Ali testified, Uthman testified, all the Sahaba that we remember as Sahaba Muhammad who were there at that time, they testified this. That what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said was haq, was true, and Rasulullah sallallahu went through this miracle. Now the question for us to us is, do we believe in this message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do we believe what this Quran tells us to do, and what Allah has promised us to, uh, going to happen to us? Or are we the one who are the one in the category of kardaba bil husna? The one who reject the husna? Or are we the one who are in the category of Sadduqa bil husna? 
the one who testifies the husna, all the good deeds, or the, whichever understanding we take, or the husna, which is the name of a jannah, are we that category? Or are we the category who come up with excuses? Whenever we talk about Islam, or carry this message of Islam to the people, or talk about Islam is going to prevail. Do we believe in this? That Islam is going to prevail because Allah Azza wa Jal says, do we believe in this? He said, Allah is saying that. Allah is making this promise. This is a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The all glorified one. That we come here, gather here on the Jum'ah day. And we want to, uh, we want to do the Salatul Jum'ah. Or we pray five times a day to Him. Or we make sure our, all our actions are done in a way to please Him. Do we testify this now? Are we the one who testified this? Are we the one who testified that yes, Al-Isra al-Mi'raj happened? And the very same token, we also say that this promise of Allah will be fulfilled. What is the promise of Allah? This is the promise of Allah. This is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who believe and they do the righteous deeds. Indeed, for sure, we will give them the authority on the face of the earth. Like we gave to the people before him. Do we believe in this? That's the idea. It's not that we go through these stories and think of it. Yes, this is just a story, alhamdulillah, sounds good, like a fairy tale. Somebody just flying around in a burak from here to there. That's not what the purpose of these things are. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested the Muslimin in the time, when Rasulullah was still in Mecca and going through very difficult times, there were people who gave up the deen because they could not bear it to talk about the things that they could not perceive at that time. But what came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they had to believe it. That's what it means. So when we say, we say, La ilaha illallah. When we say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. We better mean it. We better mean it, we better act upon it. Otherwise, we can be the ones who will be losers, not only in this dunya, but in the akhirah as well. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from the siddiqeen, the way Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an testified Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he stuck with it until he passed away. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from the salihin, the one who do the righteous deed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from the muttaqiyin, the one who are consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who take the deen of Islam as a whole and not looking for excuses to put the Islam on the side and thinking of other than Islam can solve the problem of ours. وَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَالِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُهُ إِنَّهُ وَقُولُ Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.